We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to tonight's Republican primary lieutenant governor town hall brought to you by 101.1 FM. The answer tonight's town hall is sponsored by Americans for Prosperity, the new Believe in Arkansas podcast, plus Pat Davis, your health plan man, Mulinex law firm and Hollinger tax resolution. The town hall is happening at the Agape Family Life Center in Little Rock. Let's join our MC for the evening. Morning host of 101.1 FM. The answer, Dave Ellswick. Am I ready? We're ready to go. All right. We want to welcome everybody here at our facility at Agape Family Life Center, a great venue for our first uh, town hall meeting with the lieutenant governor candidates. Our next one will be April 7th, and that will be the uh, Arkansas Attorney General uh, town hall, and then we'll finish up on the 21st at this time, the 21st, and that will be with Secretary of State which should be an interesting evening as well. You can always buy your tickets at 1011fmtheanswer.com. Click on the link, buy your tickets. The the money that we're raising off of tickets is going to pay some overhead that we got. Don't get these places for free. You got to pay for them. So they've. I think that Agape has done a fantastic job setting up. Would you give them a big hand for what they've done? They've done a good job. Really good job. It's great. Uh, let me introduce myself. I'm Dave Ellswick. You hear me every Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to uh, 8 a.m. I've been wanting to do this for 20 years. I've wanted to do town hall meetings just like this, but couldn't get any of the uh, stations' managements to buy into it. They didn't think the people were interested. I kept telling them they were out of their mind, that yes, they were. And uh, so tonight, Uh, You get to sit here and listen to these candidates tell you why they want to be lieutenant governor. And they're telling everybody on our radio station, we're broadcasting this live. And if you're watching on the Internet, I don't guarantee that they'll keep us on there. They could stop us at any time. Uh, We've been warned now about our content. So just know that that is a possibility. Uh, We'll start off with 90-second opening statements. Then we'll go into the question uh, round, and there will be two minutes to answer the questions. Uh, If the person can answer the question without using all of their time, uh, they can take that extra time and question another candidate about something that they said, and then that candidate can answer when it's their turn to walk up to the mic to answer a question. Uh, There were seven questions sent in. I added one more. Uh, I had to put a little historical question in that I thought was worthy of of being asked of these gentlemen. After they've done the questioning and we've gotten through, uh, then we'll give them some time to close, a couple minutes each, 
to ask for your vote or give where you can give some money to their campaigns and things of that nature. And yes, I expect them to ask for money because money is the mother's milk of politics. That is just the way it is. It works that way. All right, with that, that's enough for me to say what I got to say. Welcome tonight to the first town hall from 1011 uh, FM, The Answer, and Dave Ellswick Show, and let's get it started. Alan Kerr, stand up, turn around, look at everybody. Alan is a good friend of mine. He's been a JP. He's been a House member. He's been an insurance commissioner for the state of Arkansas, and uh, he's a solid Republican, so he'll be asking the questions tonight. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to the gentlemen that are up on stage. We'll start off with uh, State Senator Jason Rapert. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for being here. And question number one. No, opening statements. Sorry. I apologize. I'm getting ahead of myself. I was just so excited. That's all right. First of all, I want to say thank you to Dave and for 101.1 for doing this and obviously Agape. And I'm happy to have my wife, Laurie, here. We've been involved in the political process now since 2010 and very happy that she's here and uh, wish our daughters could be with us tonight. And also happy that all of you are here. This is just an opening statement, so I'll tell you that I'm happy to be running for lieutenant governor. I was the first candidate actually in this race. I've been elected by the people of Arkansas four different times to serve in the Arkansas Senate. I'm number two in seniority in the GOP in the Senate. Senator Cecile Bledsoe was number one. And we've served together, and I've enjoyed that. And that means that I want to continue to work. I believe I've reached the point where we've accomplished many of the things that we wanted to accomplish in the state senate with the GOP, but there's still some work to be done. The lieutenant governor's office is a constitutional office that requires it be filled by someone that has a grasp of what's going on in state government. I have the experience and I believe that I have the wisdom to be able to serve handily as the lieutenant governor. I'm a father, I'm a business owner, I've created jobs, I'm an ordained minister, and I've been a servant of the people of Arkansas now since 2010. And I believe that I would make you a wonderful lieutenant governor to stand there beside, whether it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Doc Washburn, and be, make this state the very best state to live, work, and raise our families. Thanks for having us here tonight. Thank you, Senator. Now we'll hear from uh, Doyle Webb. Thank you, Alan, and I want to thank the radio station again for hosting this. It's a great opportunity for people. We have appeared together at private settings, but never in a public setting, so it's very appreciated. I have my wife here, Barbara Womack Webb. Uh, we have lived in Saline County, been married now for 35 years. Uh, I practiced law, but I got it right and quit practicing law. I have been the chairman of the state Republican Party for 12 years, from 2008 to 2020. When I turned out, I was the longest serving state chairman in the nation. And we had changed Arkansas from a dark blue state to a bright red state. We had elected super majorities in the House and the Senate. We had elected 50% of all partisan races in the state are now Republican. All congressional members, all U.S. Senators, and all constitutional officers. Maybe the most important thing, when we became the majority party, every 
every election commission in the state changed from a majority Democrat to a majority Republican. It's great for me to be here tonight. I've served in the Lieutenant Governor's office for 1,500 days when Wynne Rockefeller was our Lieutenant Governor, and I'll have more to talk about that. I appreciate your being here. I hope you listen carefully. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Webb. Now we're here from Greg Bledsoe. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having us tonight. This is really exciting. I want to point out a couple of people. I'm Dr. Greg Bledsoe, but the most important person here is Sarah Bledsoe, my wife. And then my brother and my sister-in-law are here, Kelly and Sam Bledsoe, and my parents, Dr. Jim and Cecile Bledsoe. The most important thing to know about me is that I'm a physician. I'm not a politician. I'm also a Christian. And that's foundational and fundamental to everything that I believe and everything that I do. I'm pro-life, I'm pro-Second Amendment, pro-entrepreneur, pro-low taxes, pro-small business, anti-mandate, and anti-Marxist. I'm also the Surgeon General for the state. I became the Surgeon General in 2015, but I was raised before that in the town of Rogers in northwest Arkansas. And someone asked me the other day, uh, you know, what, what was it like being in your home? And I said there were two things in my home that we emphasized. Number one, the Bible is God's word, and every bit of it's true. And the United States of America is the greatest country on the face of the earth. And I believe those two things. I was raised in Rogers. I went to Little Rock to get my medical training. I did seven years at UAMS. Uh, I'm board certified in emergency medicine. And then I wanted to do global health because I'd been on medical missions trips. So I went to Johns Hopkins, got a public health degree, taught, and then came back and became Surgeon General. I look forward to talking about more of these issues tonight. But uh, thanks so much for having us. And it's nice to be here. Thank you, sir. Mr. Wood. Hi, I'm Joseph Wood, uh, the county judge in Washington County, Arkansas. Uh, I am so pleased to be here. Thank you, Dave, for putting this on, uh, Kerr and one-on-one and the answer as well as Agape Church. My wife, June Wood, is in the back. I'm uh, married, be married 30 years. We have three daughters and all the great that comes with that. No, no, I love my daughters. I have two son-in-laws I pray a lot for because they're married to my daughters. I have three grandsons, uh, no, two grandsons, one granddaughter who wraps us all around her finger. Um, why am I running for lieutenant governor? And I think that uh, my story, my uh, unique qualifications being a uh, uh, executive in the private sector, now in the public sector, um, have p positions me very well to do this. And when you think about it, if I don't say anything, listen uh, to this, that I, out of the state, in the entire state, the closest job to being the lieutenant governor and the governor is being a county judge. Every day we work through emergencies and we do work with infrastructure, roads and bridges. We deal with our county jails, our juvenile detention centers. We work with our property assessments and the monies that go into our schools. Every day I'm doing that. I did it yesterday, I did it today, I'll be doing it tomorrow. So I'm poised and ready to bring that work into this position. Look forward to visiting with you this afternoon, this evening. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Wood. We'll hear from Chris Beckett. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason I'm running for lieutenant governor is because for the last eight to ten years, I've watched how Republicans have governed this state. And everywhere I look, everywhere I look, with few exceptions, I still see firmly in place a Democrat Party version of state government. A Democrat Party version of state government that has never been cut and dismantled by the Republicans running the state and replaced with a winning 
Republican Party version of state government. If you elect me as lieutenant governor, what does a state government look like under my leadership? It truly will be a small and limited government. We'll abolish the state income tax. We'll crack down on the horrible crime in this state. And we'll get tough on communist China and other bad world actors that do business in this state. We'll finally implement statewide school choice so we fund students, not school systems. We'll regain control of our public higher education system that's out of control and a cesspool of waste and is run by Marxist administrators. We'll get rid of the nearly 120,000 illegal aliens in this state. We'll get rid of our home, private option, Arkansas Works, started by the Democrats. That's where, where we buy health insurance. Thanks for not being too loud there. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, thank you so much. Look forward to talking about these issues as the evening unfolds. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Beckett. Okay, now we've had our opening statements. Uh, question number one. Why do you want this job? Yes, sir. Go in the same order. Thank you. That is an important question, is why would you want the job of Lieutenant Governor? As I mentioned earlier, and I believe we have two minutes on these, right, Dave? As I believe I mentioned earlier, I was one of the frontline Republicans that fought to gain the majority here in Arkansas, along with some of my fellow Republicans that are here. And many of you know that. It's interesting that some of what I call shadow boxing Republicans, they've never been here in many cases to fight the battles and to be there in the committee rooms and to handle the issues like many of us that are running for lieutenant governor. Why I want to be lieutenant governor is the fact that I was elected in 2010 and in my district at the time, they said I was the first Republican since the end of the Civil War to win that particular district. I have served as co-chair of legislative audit which audits all of the different functions of government in the state of Arkansas. I served on the budget committee where we have had to make hard decisions about what we cut, and we have cut government in Arkansas, and what we're going to fund. I've served on the tax and revenue committee, and I'm proud to say that during my tenure there, we have actually passed the Republicans the largest income tax cuts, sales tax cuts, corporate income tax cuts in the history of our state. Over $1 billion has been achieved in net tax cuts while I've been there. There are two, two reasons or two duties of the lieutenant governor. Number one is you preside over the Senate. You see this pen that I have here? You don't get these pens unless you serve in the Senate. And I have been elected four times to serve the people of this state. And one of the candidates running for lieutenant governor is not here because she doesn't care enough about it to even show up. The other is that you be ready to be governor the very day if a vacancy occurs. And I believe I have the experience and the knowledge to be able to do that. And it looks like it's time. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Doyle Webb, same question. Well, th thank you for the question. I want to be Lieutenant Governor because I've served in the office for 1,500 days. I had a great mentor in Wynn Rockefeller who asked me to be his Chief of Staff. 
I prepared him each day to be prepared to serve in the Senate, to preside over the Senate, and I prepared him each day to be prepared for whoever might walk in the door, that we were able to serve them. I want to be your Lieutenant Governor because I bring something special to this, to our new Governor. I've traveled the state for 12 years. I've worked with Republicans. I've helped build the state up and down the Delta, up and down every part of Arkansas. And I, want to, I feel that I can bring that experience to a new governor. I, I intend to be a full-time lieutenant governor. I'm the only one that will make that promise to you. I will not have outside work. I will be at the Capitol every day serving the people of Arkansas and attending cabinet meetings, working with our governor, and doing my best to give him or her the best advice that I can give. be the greatest honor of my life. I served in the Senate as well. I have presided over the Senate, and I understand the requirements that if for some reason I should become governor, I would be prepared. I had the honor to advise two lieutenant governors when I was in the Senate in times of crisis. One, when Jim Guy Tucker refused to, to resign, Lieutenant Governor Huckabee called me and said, Doyle, what legal means do I have to get him out of office? And on 9-11, Lieutenant Governor Rockefeller was governor because Governor Huckabee was out of state. Governor uh, Rockefeller called me and said, Doyle, our country has been attacked by terrorists. What authority do I have as the acting governor to take care of the people of Arkansas? I'm ready. I'm prepared on day one. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Dr. Bledsoe. So I think the biggest thing that I bring to the table and why I want to be lieutenant governor is I think we need fewer politicians and we need more people from the private sector involved in government. And my entire career has been in the private sector. So even while I've been Surgeon General, it's a part-time job. I'm required. I don't get retirement benefits. I don't get health insurance from the state. So I'm required to have a private job. I continue to practice as an emergency physician, and I'm the medical director of the emergency department in Russellville, Arkansas. I'm also a small business owner. In 2008, I started a small business a medical education company from scratch. I was a founder. I led it through the recession. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I have tremendous respect for small business people and entrepreneurs. And the biggest thing that we struggle with in government is people who have private sector experience, who understand the private sector, who understand how to make a payroll and how to run a small business in the room with the politicians while they're making decisions. We don't need more politicians. We need private sector folks who have met payroll and who have lived in the private sector and done their careers in the private sector being, being in the room in these committees and in the, in the decision room with the politicians making decisions on behalf of the people of Arkansas. And I think that's the biggest thing that I bring to the table. Thank you, sir. Joseph Wood, same question. Why do you want this job? Uh, I think it's a natural and almost a logical progression. I think I shared with you in my opening statement that the closest job to being a governor, lieutenant governor, is being a county judge. And let me just kind of drain, drain, uh, drill down a little bit. The county judge, again, especially in your big counties, Pulaski, Benton, and Washington County, is responsible every day for the every day. We're the CEO, the chief executive officer, the governor of our counties. We preside over a quorum court. I have a very large quorum court, very diverse ideas, very different thoughts, but they're coming up with the laws and ordinances that preside and run that county, resolutions. But then I have the everyday work that goes along with that, such as, again, working with our veterans, working with our infrastructure, working with our uh, uh, 
county uh, jails, working with our juvenile detention centers. So we do this work, and I do this every day. So going to the lieutenant governor's office to continue to do this work and grant. If you look at Washington County 25 years ago, it's not what it's been. It's changed a lot. It's grown a lot. Tremendous growth up there with our census, the number of population, and we've done extremely well. Washington County has done extremely well, and I'm looking to bring that to the rest of the state by being in that position of lieutenant governor. Thank you, sir. Chris Beckett, same question. Why do you want this job? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to extend from my opening statement comments a little into this uh, two-minute segment. Those issues I ticked off earlier, those issues unleash, like never before in this state's history, unleash liberty, safety, and prosperity. Every one of those issues expand that circle of liberty around every Arkansan of liberty, safety, and prosperity. Every one of those issues, though, are issues that should have been handled the last eight to ten years, but they weren't because certain legislators and certain leaders in our state government, Republicans, didn't do their job, didn't want to unleash liberty, safety, and prosperity. I want to get these things done in the worst way. Speaking with Rebecca in the back there about mask mandates, Pulaski County School District, something like school choice unleashes liberty like nobody's business. Because now, when you try to put a mask mandate in, that parent has the liberty to take their dollars and go somewhere else to educate their child. That's just one example. Small government, I'm going to do one bit of housekeeping. I talked about small and limited government finally making this, we, we haven't cut government. We've increased the size of government by 28% since Republicans gained control of the legislature. That's a shameful. That's shameful. But let me say this. I'm the only person on this stage who will not take a salary, will not have an office staff or office budget. And in fact, I'll try to make the lieutenant governor's office into the state capitol chapel because currently we don't have a state capitol chapel. It can be better used for that. But I'm not going to take a dime from you, the taxpayers. That's my promise to you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Now, Dave, these questions were sent in by our listeners, were they not? Okay. Well, the next question sent in by our listener, question number two, is do you see this job as part-time or full-time? Senator Rayford, you're up next. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that's already been spoken to a little bit. Under the, under the state constitution, lieutenant governor is considered a part-time position. And so that means that the person that serves as lieutenant governor needs to have some idea and an agenda about how you would use that platform to best serve the people of Arkansas. Uh, we have a state now of about 3 million people, a little over 3 million people. And in this state, we have a lot of needs, a lot of issues. What I plan to do with my role as, as lieutenant governor is to preside over the Senate and do the functions that I'm supposed to do, but to use the resources there to be helped. I was talking with my wife on the way down here about some of the people that we've been helping. I just had a person reach out to me, and I spent three days communicating with that person who couldn't get help from the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine. And we helped connect that person with resources in the United States government that would connect us with Project Dynamo, and we were able to get that person out of the Ukraine. I had people call me up because they've got kids that are in fa family situations where they really need help. 
I have been very aggressive on constituent services. And so what I hope to be able to do is to take all of that knowledge that I have of the 15 different areas of government that we have, which we did cut that from over 43 departments. We have 15 secretaries that serve under the governor. To use those relationships and resources to help connect people in the state of Arkansas with what they need. I also want to continue some of my platform. There are some things absolutely I wish that we could have got done. I wish we would have passed the Texas Civil Cause of Action and stopped abortions in our state just like Texas is doing. And I'm proud that I've been a part of the legislature that has made this the most pro-life state in the country. But I'm going to continue supporting law enforcement as I led the Back the Blue Caucus last year. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Dora Webb, same question. I believe this, this office should be full-time, or the, the lieutenant governor should serve full-time, because very seldom do you walk to the Capitol and you can meet with the governor. But if the lieutenant governor is there, you can walk in and meet with the lieutenant governor. The lieutenant governor can put an asterisk beside your name and get you in to see the governor. The lieutenant governor can be there to work with the governor, can be there to work with other officials, can be there to help push our platform forward. I believe in our platform. I believe in every principle, every plank of our platform. I appointed the last five committees that wrote this platform. We need to be constantly reminded we may have a majority Republican state, but do we have a Republican conservative government in Little Rock? If I'm there, that will be my priority. Everything I do is charged with three questions. Does it help restore life and protect life? Does it bring more liberty? And will it lower taxes? Life, liberty, and lower taxes. That will be my mantra in the Lieutenant Governor's office, and you will hear me with the other two staff members carrying that forward every day in the state capitol. Thank you. Thank you, Doral. Greg Bud, so do you see this as a full-time or part-time job? Well, uh, as uh, Jason Raper mentioned, uh, by statute, this is a part-time job, and I think that's actually really important. You know, the way our system of government is set up, it's not set up for professional politicians. It's not set up for career politicians and people who try to turn politics into their career. And so I think it's really important that we keep that aspect to the lieutenant governor job because it's designed to be a part-time job to serve the people of Arkansas and then to continue to work in the private sector as well because that way you keep connected to the people. So I plan on, assuming I'm elected lieutenant governor, continue practicing in emergency medicine. I have the benefit that I can go up or down on my shifts as needed. And so during the time that I'll be serving in the Senate, uh, presiding over the Senate, I'll go down on my shifts to one or two shifts a month. And then afterwards, when the Senate is not in session, I'll be going back up to six or seven shifts, which is what my, my general total is. And that's what I plan on doing. But I think that's a really important aspect of this job because we don't need more career politicians. We don't need more uh, professional politicians. We need people who are out with the people who are working in the private sector to be in the room making decisions on behalf of the private sector in this job. Thank you, Doctor. Joseph Wood, do you see this as a full or part-time job? Well, it says part-time, but I don't know how to work anything but full-time. I am a, uh, my mother was an educator, my dad was a construction worker, so in our house, education and work ethic was 
Primo. And so uh, while it is a part-time job, and I think everyone has kind of alluded to that, I will spend all my time doing what we do now. Uh, a lot of our county officials spend a lot of time running down to Little Rock. Why? Because they're working with legislators trying to help them understand that bill that you're about to pass, how it's going to impact the county. Or that bill that you're not going to pass, how it's going to impact the county. Being a lieutenant governor, I get a chance and I'll get a chance to spend all the time I do right now with 75 county judges, most of the sheriffs around the county, the county clerks, the county treasurers, all across who are emulating and looking at Washington County because we stand number one in this state when it comes to fiscal transparency, when it comes to administrative transparency. Three years in a row, five by the University of Central Arkansas who looks at Washington County for what we do and how we do it. So me being a part-time lieutenant governor really will be a full-time, continue to work and reach with those 75 county judges to help them figure out those counties, how do we improve and grow those particular counties so we start looking uh, and lifting the whole state of Arkansas. Thank you, Mr. Wood. Chris Beckett, do you see this as a full or part-time job? Ladies and gentlemen, I am like Greg. I'm a, uh, I've got a full-time day job. I'm a financial advisor, built a wonderful business out of thin air, and it's a, uh, a very robust, unique practice. I actually work only with college and pro football coaches, so I, I love dearly what I get to do uh, working with that group of people every day. Um, and that's why I picked this office, knowing that it was constitutionally a part-time position. I see my role, though, as lieutenant governor as being the chief accountability officer of the state of Arkansas. If you followed me on Twitter and you know anything about my campaign, you know that I am fearless and unafraid to call people out for not doing Republican things and implementing Republican policies. And as lieutenant governor, I'll do precisely that. If people are going to govern like Governor Hutchinson Beebe, who's done a miraculous job of fulfilling the third and fourth terms of Mike Beebe, if they're going to govern like that, like rhinos, I'm going to call you out. I don't care who it is. And if you don't like it, that's too bad. Govern like a Republican. Do Republican things. Implement Republican policies. I'll be the chief accountability officer, and I won't even take a salary. And I won't, like Timmy Griffin, I won't run around the state using up your $345,000 a year for the budget to do what? To, to do what? I mean, it's a joke. So we don't need to fund the office, but I will be your chief accountability officer, and I'll hold people accountable, state legislators and the state constitutional officers. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay, moving on to question number three. Is this position, if you win, just a stepping stone to what you would consider a bigger government job later on? Senator Raper. The thing about elected office and being in politics is every single time there's an election, that's an opportunity for people to say they want to hire you or rehire you or fire you. I've been elected four times. I believe every time that there's an election, that's a term limit. My, I'm running for lieutenant governor. I could have chosen to run for other offices, but I have a love and respect for the Arkansas Senate and the chamber. And we've come through some tough times in our chamber, and we need to have someone there that will be able to lead and preside in a fair and equitable way. People know in the state of Arkansas that I absolutely fight for what you believe in, and I never give up, and I have done that. And I believe that you want somebody there, if it ever comes to that tie-breaking vote, 
that when there is a tie-breaking vote to be had, you want a conservative Christian that has a proven record and experience and really the abilities to make the right decision. And so for me, I'm going to do that for you as Lieutenant Governor. I'm going to continue to work hard. I'm going to continue to be an advocate and be a great resource for our governor to make her or him to be the most successful governor we could possibly have. And I want to say one thing on personal side of things. We're up here giving our, our responses to these questions, and I don't like seeing good people take a hit. And I want you to know that Congressman Tim Griffin and Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin has been a champion of conservatism, and I feel that that was an un, un, uh, unjust comment that was made about him. Thank you, sir. Mr. Royal Webb, is this position, to, if you win, just a stepping stone of what you consider a bigger government job? I'm glad you asked that question. I don't see this job as a resume builder. I already have a resume. I've served the public of this state. I don't think I can be a part-time patriot, therefore I must be a full-time lieutenant governor. This, I promise you, I will never use this office to step to another office. And by the same token, I will never use the taxpayer money of this state as our Attorney General has done, Leslie Rutledge, your tax dollars, my tax dollars, to run for governor like she has done. Five million dollars and Dustin McDaniel only spent four hundred thousand dollars. That's ten times worse than a Democrat and we don't need to become Democrat light anymore. We cannot become what we replaced. Remember that. I want to be your full-time lieutenant governor. I want to serve our new governor and I want to help improve this state as your lieutenant governor and that's it. I'm going home to Saline County. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Webb. Dr. Bledsoe, same question. Is this position, if you win, just a stepping stone to what you would consider a bigger government job? Well, I, I guess I would say, first of all, I have no ambition for a bigger government job. I mean, that kind of horrifies me, actually. I like the private sector, and I want to run for this job uh, as lieutenant governor because I love the people of Arkansas. But ultimately, here's the thing, is that any election isn't a popularity contest, or it shouldn't be a popularity contest. It's a chess match. So anytime you cast a vote, what you're doing is you're trying to advance what you believe is the right thing for your state and the right thing for your country. And if you limit, if you vote for someone who says, I'm just going to be a placeholder, then you limit your ability to move the chess pieces around. I just think that's a bad strategy. But to answer your question, Alan, I don't think, uh, my, my lifelong ambition is not to be governor or senator or congressman. I achieved my lifelong ambition, which was to be a physician and to serve the people of Arkansas and the emergency department. And let me tell you, I'll just, I'll close with this. The people of Arkansas are hurting. They're hurting. And I see it every shift in my emergency department. People who are coming in, who are having a hard time paying bills, who end up in the emergency department because of addictions and social issues and problems, familial problems, and uh, crime issues that we need to be addressing. And the people of Arkansas are struggling, and I see it every day as a practicing emergency physician. And we need people in government who can identify with the people of Arkansas, who have seen the needs of the people of Arkansas, and who will say, I'm going to use this, this office to serve the people of Arkansas in a way that makes, makes their lives better and gets things done on behalf of them. Thank you, sir. 
Judge Wood, same question. Is this position, if you win, just a stepping stone of what you consider a bigger government job? A bigger government job will probably be going to be the county judge again, because it's a big job. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I think it's an interesting question, but I would take it a different way. I think all of us are running because we do know that in the event something should happen to the governor, we would be called up. There was a governor who decided to run for president, and that was Bill Clinton, and uh, they elevated. And if we did not spend any time trying to figure out who these lieutenant governor candidates were, what their background was, what their experience was, this is what we end up getting. And then that one ended up being uh, Jim Guy Tucker. He ends up going out. Then we bring in uh, Mike Huckabee. So to say, no, this is not anything that I would like to, to do and move on to something else, I can't say that. i got to say that I'm ready. To, I have a vision for Arkansas that we become an exemplary state when it comes to leadership and opportunity. And if you look at what we've been doing in Northwest Arkansas when I was a Deputy Secretary of State, I've been doing this work. Walmart, Home Depot as an executive. And so I'm ready to bring that to the rest of the state in any form that the people of this great state would say we want you to take. So thank you. Thank you, sir. Chris Beckett, is this position, if you win, just a stepping stone to what you consider a bigger government job? A lot to unpack here in, uh, in two minutes. If you remember Donald Trump back when he ran in 2016, remember him saying, uh, you know, I wish I didn't have to run for this office, but people before me didn't do their jobs. I, I wish I didn't have to run for lieutenant governor this cycle. I really do, which means those issues I ticked off earlier tonight, if those had gotten done by Jason Rapert, if those had gotten done by Leslie Rutledge, if Doyle Webb hadn't loaded up our supermajority legislature with a whole mess of rhinos, those would have gotten done. But they didn't get done. So here I am. And my goal is, over the next eight years, if I'm elected lieutenant governor, assuming I win re-election, that I'm going to get those things done. And then I'm going to go back to being full-time, being a financial advisor, working with coaches. That's what I want to do. Let me also say this about Tim Griffin, okay? For eight years, he ran around the state basically campaigning for his next office governor. He runs for governor. And then Sarah gets in the race, and what does he do? He quits. He surrenders. Leslie Rutledge did the same thing. Winners never quit. Quitters never win, said Vince Lombardi. I don't want to be in a foxhole with those people, okay? And, and Tim Griffin talked about it in his eighth year as lieutenant governor. Hey, we got to get rid of the, the state income tax. How come he didn't do that on day one in the office? And he's talking now about how there's 5,000 parolees that have just gone missing. They don't report to the parole officer anymore out of like 35,000. Well, that either happened on his watch or in the eight years he's been as lieutenant governor, he never got the problem addressed. That's the kind of Republican I'm sick of, and that's the kind of Republican we can't reelect anymore. Thank you, Mr. Beckett. All right, moving on. Jason Rayford, you're up next. What do you believe is the job of the Lieutenant Governor? Do I get to exercise my response? I believe it's in the rules that when somebody brings up our name in some sort of attack, what's my, my timing on that, sir? A minute? Well, what I will say is that it's nice to get up here and throw out these statements and these little catchphrases, 
But frankly, sir, if you'd have been back here and stood out in California for most of the time, you might know more about what you're talking about because you don't know what you don't know. We had 138 years of Democrat control in this state. In 2010, when I got elected, we finally pushed through. In 2012, for the first time in 138 years, we had a Republican majority. We've cut taxes, become the most pro-life state. We just had the biggest session on law enforcement in the history of this state. And we've done a whole lot of other things that if you knew more about it, you would know that. Right, now, Senator. the job, thank you. Yeah. What do you believe is the job of Lieutenant Governor? The job of Lieutenant Governor is actually fundamentally two duties. And again, the Lieutenant Governor, with their personality, with their focus, has an opportunity to mold, obviously, their platform to help the state in whatever they would. And frankly, I think that Arkansas should utilize this particular office more to the advantage of the people by some other duties like I believe nearly 26 other states do. The job is to preside over the state Senate. And I will say that one of our colleagues that's running here for this position, she said she didn't even want to be lieutenant governor. And so I would wonder why. And I think tonight is a, is a testament to the fact that she really doesn't care enough to come here to Little Rock, Arkansas, and to be here with the rest of us to take time to answer questions. So the job is to preside over the Senate. I have a deep respect for that. That body, nothing becomes law in the state of Arkansas except it passes through the two houses. And presiding over the Senate is an important and respectable job that is to be done for the people of Arkansas. The second thing is, is to be ready. And here's what I want you to think about all of us up here. I'm pro-life, I'm pro-Second Amendment. That's just entry level to be a conservative Republican. But what you're getting an opportunity to do is elect someone that four different times has been elected by the people of this state to serve in the body that I'm about to preside over as lieutenant governor. I've been there on audit. I've been there on budget. I've been there on tax and revenue. I chaired insurance and commerce all these years, been involved. I know what's going on with the functions of government. Some of the people running up here tonight, they don't even know how to pass a bill through the legislature. So you've got to be ready to be governor day one, and I can assure you this, I will be able to call on the people that I need to continue the affairs of the state of Arkansas without question. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Mr. Dole Webb, what do you believe is the job of Lieutenant Governor? I'd like to exercise my one minute. Yes, as well. As well. I figured you might. I am proud of the supermajorities we have in our House and Senate. We would not be the most pro-life state in the United States. We would not have reduced taxes with the largest number in, in the state's history. I am proud of what we have done. I could stand up here and say I would cure leprosy as Lieutenant Governor. One of our candidates believes he can cure leprosy and cure all the ills of this state. But he hasn't been there. I tried to get him to run for Attorney General in 2010 until 9 o'clock the day before filing ended. But he was too busy while other people were serving the public, putting service above self. He was being selfish. We tried to get him to run for the legislature. He didn't have time to do, for, to do that. But he can stand here and criticize other people. That is wrong for our people of Arkansas. I'm proud of the Republican that have been elected to office. Thank you, sir. What? 
What do you believe is the job of Lieutenant Governor? You know, I'm the only one on this stage that knows what the job of Lieutenant Governor is because I've served in the office for 1,500 days. I know the opportunities you get as people walk into the office to serve people, to serve them in a way that the Constitution doesn't even authorize you to do. But you can direct them to the right place and the right service, and they will have those issues dealt with. I understand what it is to preside over the Senate. I served in the Senate for eight years. I've served over large bodies as the general counsel to the Republican National Committee. I understand what that is. I understand I can be a fair arbiter because I have helped elect all of those Republicans that are in office today. And I understand that in the event something happens to the governor, I can stand ready and willing and able to step into that role because I have advised two lieutenant governors in, that, in those situations. I can be there. I will be familiar with what's going on with the government. I think being there is important because if you're there, you can take care of the people of Arkansas. It's service above self. It's time that we have more public servants like that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Dr. Greg Bledsoe, what do you believe is the job of the lieutenant governor? Well, the Constitution lays it out, Arkansas Constitution lays it out, that it's presiding over the Senate and also stepping in if the governor, uh, something happens to the governor. But most importantly to me, it's, it's making decisions and being someone that can be depended upon to make decisions and make them wisely on behalf of the people of Arkansas. You know, I don't think you have to be a politician to make good decisions. Matter of fact, uh, as an emergency physician, I have to make some pretty important decisions every time I go to work, resuscitating people, making decisions that are life and death, trying to figure out how to help people who are in really sometimes hellish situations. And so I feel like my background, even though it's not as a politician, has really prepared me really well to be in an office like the Lieutenant Governor office and, if need be, to step up and to serve this state as governor if that happens. You know, there's more important ways to prepare yourself for, for elected office than being long years in elected office. And I always get really wary of politicians who say, you need to vote for me because I've been in politics a really long time. But I do want I want to say one thing about Tim Griffin and Leslie Rutledge. You know, Leslie Rutledge has spent $2 million in the last six months of taxpayer money promoting herself and her image and her name through public service announcements through her office. Tim Griffin, on the other hand, when he was lieutenant governor, cut the budget of the office, reduced the size and scope, limited the government, made it smaller, and I think that's a step in the right direction. So if I'm elected lieutenant governor, I'm going to keep the same staff size, the same limited budget, budget that Tim Griffin put in place. I appreciate his leadership on the issue. That's a real fiscal conservative, as opposed to what Leslie Rutledge has been doing with the Attorney General's office. That's egregious and should not be happening. Thank you, sir. Judge Wood, same question. What do you believe is the job of the Lieutenant Governor? I think everybody's saying the same thing. Uh, preside over the Senate and be ready on day one should something happen to our, our Governor. Uh, and I, I, too, want to take some uh, liberties and talk about what I've been doing. And again, I think it's important to know who you're putting in that Lieutenant Governor's space. As as an executive of a county, large county, one of the fastest growing in the state, one of the fastest in the country, I preside over 3,100 counties across the country. I'm chairman of the Community Economic and Workforce Development for the United States, NACO, National Association of Counties, in my second term. So I get a chance to work with counties and communities all across this country. In Washington County, I cut 
put a million dollars out of my budget my very first year as judge. The second year, I cut 750000 out of my budget. Went from taking care of 30 veterans and their family in my first year to now 300 veterans and their family. We're creating and opening up a Patriot Park, 60 affordable apartments for veterans in Washington County. 60 affordable apartments for veterans. It's called Patriot Park, the first one in the state, one of four in our country. So getting prepared and ready, I've been doing this work. I preside over our quorum court. And it's, yes, it's different than the Senate, but it's still nevertheless being exactly an administrator. And so I'm ready to do that work. I'm ready to take this on and be ready should something happen to our governor. Thank you, sir. Chris Beckett, what do you believe is the job of the lieutenant governor? And Dave, do I get, uh, what do I get, one minute or two minutes? Okay. So, Doyle, a couple of things. One, I was living in Illinois when you were trying to get me to run for attorney general. Beg your pardon? I'll talk about it when I get up there. Yeah, absolutely. I be truthful. Oh, I, I, and, and I, absolutely. Be truthful. I am truthful. You're the one that's not truthful. And if you were worried about getting somebody to run for, for uh, attorney general, why didn't you run? Why didn't you run? You should have stepped up to the plate, but you didn't. Jason, every time you vote for a state budget, you're voting for every diversity, equity, and inclusion office on the campus of all of Arkansas's public higher education institutions. Just this week, you voted to fund every one of those. You also voted to fund the Marxist-spewing Arkansas PBS. Why? And I've called Jason. Is that one minute? That's one minute. Okay. And you've got two minutes to answer the question. Okay. What do you believe is the job of the governor? And I've answered the question. I've answered the question. I'm going to be the chief accountability officer of the state of Arkansas as lieutenant governor. But we have, I've called Jason a gutless and cowardly politician. And why did I do that? That's, I, I get it. That's pretty strong language. But on the, on the campus of his alma mater at UCA, for a decade while he was in the state senate, there was something called the Confucius Institute, funded by the communist Chinese government, spewing their foul propaganda all over high schools here in Arkansas. And Jason didn't do a thing about shutting that down. It's still there under a different name, Center for Chinese Language and Culture. The guy who started it back in 2007, a Chinese gentleman, he's still there. But Jason didn't do anything about it. When he says he's going to fight for you on DEI, Confucius Institute, Arkansas PBS, no, he's not. He's not going to fight for you. Neither will Doyle, neither will Leslie. All right, thank you. Uh, next question. When the lieutenant governor is presiding over the Senate, does he support his or her party? Jason Rayford, your question. I'm going to take my minute. Yes, sir. Right. Folks, isn't it something when somebody just don't know what they don't know? I think if you actually called up, and I challenge you to do a FOIA on the Confucius Institute at UCA, do that for me, and you're going to find that State Senator Jason Rapert has been battling them to get rid of that for a long time, so you are a liar. And the second thing is, yeah, I'd be happy, I look for the, you know what, I think I might just for you that myself so that we can 
teach this guy a lesson because his manners are very bad, especially when you come do this in a church. And that you stand up and call me gutless and cowardly. Well, I'll tell you something. I'm from Northeast Arkansas, and we have a remedy for that, sir. And I will tell you, I will tell you that the remedy for that is, is that we keep, keep ourselves honorable. And we use the integrity of the position that we're in to do right by the people of Arkansas. And I will continue to do that and not allow myself to get down in the ditch and roll like a pig. Thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, the question is, when the lieutenant governor is presiding over the Senate, does he support his or her party? When you're presiding over the Senate, you are doing a function, a parliamentary function. So you recognize people when they are, uh, are going to be recognized to present their bills. You hold the quorum if there comes a time when that, that begins to be challenged. And there are times when there may be a challenge of the chair, and so you have to know enough about the Senate rules and the way that we conduct business to be able to, to make the proper decision in conjunction with what is called our Senate Council or our Parliamentarian. And so for me, obviously, I advocate, like I always have, on things that I believe in. I uphold the Republican platform, I uphold the U.S. Constitution, and I stand on the Word of God. I do this every day for an hour on Save the Nation. It airs on 101.1 FM. But when you're there in that chair, you simply perform the function. So the advocacy and the fight that I have brought, and I have got the record to show for that, and people know that in this room, that becomes a different matter when you're sitting there as the presiding officer for the lieutenant governor in the Arkansas Senate. Thank you, sir. Dora Webb. Do we need a oh, minute? Give me one minute. Give me one minute. Give me one minute. Give me one minute. You know, I, Chris has a faulty memory. He called me, he wanted to run against Blanche Lincoln, that didn't work out. I started talking to him about Attorney General. He changed his voter registration to Arkansas. He rented an apartment in Arkansas. He was considering running for Attorney General. I guess he would have become a rhino if he had been elected by his own definition. We had lunch with him on a couple occasions when he was con considering running for state legislature. I just want to set the record straight. That's straight. That's the facts. No matter what he says, that's the facts. If I'm sitting in the chair... Are we starting your two minutes now? Yeah, I'm starting my two minutes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Keep things straight here. If I'm sitting in the chair presiding over the Senate, I am a neutral arbiter. I'm going to assign those committee, assign bills to committees where they should go. I'll do my best to be fair at presiding over the rules. I've served on committees in the Senate. I think integrity and respect to other senators is very important. I think we are the, the, the highest uh, political bo body, the, the great deliberative body in the state of Arkansas, and the Senate is what it should be. But I'll tell you this. If I'm called on to cast a deciding vote, I'll vote the Republican plat platform every time. I'll vote Republican and I will vote conservative because that's who I am, a conservative Republican. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Dr. Greg Budsoe, when the Lieutenant Governor is presiding over the Senate, does he support his party? 
when you're presiding over the Senate, you have to make sure that the Senate's functioning. And so someone has to be there to be the arbiter, as Doyle said, and make sure that the trains are running on time and the work of the Senate gets done. But if it comes down to a tie, and if you're asked to cast a vote, you don't support party, you support principle. You support conservative principles. Because party can go this way or that. We, we can see the Republican Party sometimes drifts this way or that. So you're not there to support party. You're there to support conservative principles and the will and the principles of the people of Arkansas. So as the Lieutenant Governor presiding over the Senate, my first function would be to make sure that the trains are running on time and we can get the work done. But if, if I'm asked to cast a vote, I'll cast that vote on the bedrock of conservative principles that I believe in. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Judge Wood, when Lieutenant Governor is presiding over the Senate, does he, does he support his party? And I think everybody's again saying it. Um, you are to uh, preside over neutral, making sure that the the, um, uh, the senators are being able to bring forth their particular arguments or whatever the case is on that particular bill. But again, as should it be a, uh, a case of a tie, then yes, the pr principles and the platforms that everyone is talking about comes first and foremost. Is it going to be uplifting the faith of God and our sanctity of life or lower taxes? If it's going to be individual freedoms or a limited government, then absolutely I'm, I'm standing on that and voting in support of our party and our principles. So thank you. Thank you, sir. Chris Beckett, when the lieutenant governor is presiding over the Senate, does he support his party? And I'm going to take my minute to respond to Jason. Okay, go right ahead. Jason, you need to understand something as a politician, okay? Your, rec your record is subject to scrutiny and examination, okay? And you've got really thin skin when it comes to that. Really thin skin. Okay? It's subject to thorough scrutiny and examination. And I've done that during this campaign, and I'll continue to do it. And I'm going to call you out right now. I mean, hey, you talked about lowering taxes. You're the guy that raised everybody that fills their pump or fills their ga uh, gas tank up at the pump. You can thank Jason Raper for voting to raise your, your gas pump prices. And, you know, it's one thing to raise taxes. The only time you're ever going to raise taxes, I believe, as a Republican, is if you have first done everything you can to cut and pare down state government so it does only the most basic, essential, necessary things. And then if there's a need to fulfill a basic, necessary, essential function of state government and you have to raise taxes to do it, then you do it. But they've never cut state government. They've only increased it by 28%. So there's my minute. I, I'm not going to spend much time on this question. Everybody's pretty much talk, given the answer that I would give. Uh, you're going to follow parliamentary rules uh, and be you know, neutral on that as far as following those rules. At any time and point, there's an advantage for your party. You're going to go on offense, and you're going to go in there to win and play for keeps. That's what I'm going to do. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, Senator Raper, would you like a minute? <laughs> oh, okay. I'll go ahead and read the question if you like. Is the lieutenant governor supposed to support the governor's agenda? Sure. I'll take my minute. And I will tell you that here you go again. 
So you're going to blame me for the fact that 66,000 people voted by majority, 66,000, to continue their half-cent sales tax. What we voted on is for the people to have a right to vote. And whether you like it or not, the people of Arkansas get to have a chance. My record on cutting taxes, I carried the sales tax reduction, eliminating the last one-and-a-half-cent discretionary sales tax on grocery items and food. That happened in 2019. Guess what? DFNA said that you all keep $65 million more million in your pocket every year just because of that bill that we passed. We have passed over $1 billion in tax cuts in this state, and I know he wants to blame me for everything that's happened wrong in the world, but I've already proven to you he doesn't know what he's talking about. The question, the question is, is Lieutenant Governor supposed to support the governor's agenda? The lieutenant, I will say this, as a Republican, I am a proud conservative Republican. And people know that I have fought hard on the issues. Whether it's been law enforcement, we passed seven out of eight pro-law enforcement bills last year. And some of the people in this room stood with me as we had the Back the Blue Caucus. The only thing that we didn't get was that extended tax credit for our law enforcement office. We're 49th in the state, people. 49th, excuse me, in the country in law enforcement pay. So I fought for that tax credit. We didn't get it. But what we just saw get done, which I'm proud that they got that, is we were able to see a stipend given to law enforcement. And so I have fought and done those things already with my experience, and I'm proud of my record. And as the lieutenant governor, I believe that you should work in conjunction with the leadership of the governor. The governor is elected to lead the state. And I'm going to stand proudly by a conservative Republican governor. Now, God forbid that there's an issue where they start veering from the platform and getting away from conservative Christian ideas. I would probably sit down and have a nice chat with the governor about the issue, try to make sure that I understand what they're trying to do, because we all are elected by the people of Arkansas, and we serve the people of Arkansas. But I'm going to do my best to make sure that our Republican governor has a successful administration. Thank you, sir. Mr. Doyle Webb, is the Lieutenant Governor supposed to support the Governor's agenda? I believe the Lieutenant Governor should support the agenda of the Governor as long as it follows the platform and principles of the Republican Party. But if I had been Lieutenant Governor over the past two years, I would have spoken out hard and strong against the mask mandates at any level in the schools, in public facilities. I would have been opposed. I would have been opposed to shutting down businesses. This is an issue of individual liberty that our party stands strong for. If I had been governor and the pandemic had occurred, I would have called the legislature into session immediately and sought their wisdom of what, how we should attack it and, and deal with it. So I support the Republican governor as long as they stay within the bounds of our principle principles at our platform. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Dr. Pitts, uh, same question. Is Lieutenant Governor supposed to support the governor's agenda? Well, I, I think the others have covered it pretty well. Uh, you know, in Arkansas, the Lieutenant Governor and the Governor don't run as a ticket. 
And so that means the lieutenant governor doesn't have to support the governor, but I certainly would if the governor was a conservative Republican, which I, I think pretty, I'm pretty confident that that's the way it's going to go. So certainly if uh, the governor is supporting conservative Republican principles, you know, my vote and my effort is going to be on the side of the conservative principles. That's the bedrock of what I believe. But I do want to say just one thing here. I, I hate to get in the way of all the back and forth back here, but I do want to make just one comment. Jason Raper is not being completely transparent about his tax record. He has voted for tax increases and fee increases over 10 times in the state Senate to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars on the backs of hardworking Arkansans. And the fact of the matter is, is that that's very clear in the record. We've got a website up, Little Rock Swamp, if you want to see the bibliography for that. And if you guys want to ask me more questions about it, I'm happy to do that. Uh, but that's that's just the facts. And so, I, I, again, I hate to get between these these, <laughs> these folks back here. I, I you know My personality is usually to stay out of the fray, but, uh, but I think that the voters of Arkansas need to know the truth. Thank you, sir. Judge Wood, same question. Is the lieutenant governor supposed to support the governor's agenda? I don't know if the word is suppose. Uh, I think the real, well, I know that's what you asked. It's right here, sir. Suppose. <laughs> I don't know if that's, I think it is really a, um, a question of what is that, that governor's uh, is a Democrat, is a govern, uh, Republican, is a Christian conservative, is it uh, moderate or rhino? Uh, and so I, it really would have to be who's, go, who's the governor, what is it that they're, they're uh, proposing as their platform. I definitely intend to, on uh, supporting whoever that governor is, provided I know the, uh, the platform, the vision. Do they have a vision for Arkansas? What is that? Uh, I'm looking at economic development which talks about infrastructure, it talks about our education. Uh, I'm also looking at our veterans as well as our, our children. And so I really believe that that's going to be some of the things that I, hopefully our governor will be focusing on as I run around the state and work with all these 75 counties. They are concerned about growth and prosperity. They are looking at uh, uh, economic development. They are concerned about what, what about our veterans, how they've been lost. And I think the legislators have done well as a start to, to reduce that tax for them. But our children in our education clearly has to be uh, for first and foremost. And so, again, I, I would support a governor who's about those particular, um, when it came down to the mandates, the governor was not there. I was the first elected official in the state of Arkansas to say that my Washington County will not have vaccine mandates. We will not have our employees bringing passports in a negative. So I was the very first one. So. Depending on who that is and what they're saying, I will stand and stand up for what's right for our people. I took an oath of office to uphold the Constitution and those rights. So, anyway, that's what I would do to support our, our government. Thank you, sir. Mr. Beckett, same question. Is Lieutenant Governor supposed to support the governor's agenda? Well, what I love about the Lieutenant Governor's office is we're, we're a free agent. We're our own guy. We're beholden to no one except you, the voter. We don't run as a ticket with the governor. As I alluded to in earlier comments, Governor Hutchinson Beebe has been for eight years, I believe, a disaster. A disaster. And as Lieutenant Governor, if I had been Lieutenant Governor, I would have been all over his failure to implement the Republic of the winning Republican policies that I talked about at the very beginning in my opening remarks. And that's what we've got to, that's what I'm going to be focused on if elected lieutenant governor. If Sarah, and I'm just going to presume she's going to be the winner of, of, and she's going to be the governor. If Sarah wants to govern like Hutchinson Beebe, I'm going to call her out every day, twice on Sunday. 
if she wants to govern and do the things that I talked about in those comments at the beginning, I'm her biggest freaking cheerleader across the state of Arkansas. I'll do backflips for her. That's the kind of Republican I'm looking for. Not 30% Republicans like Jason or Mitch McConnell Republicans like Doyle or people like Leslie Rutledge, who's doubled her office budget since she's become Attorney General and spent two and a half million trying to fool you into talking about, you know, consumer protectionism when she was basically trying to get her name out there and run for governor. That's the kind of politicians we can't elect anymore. We can't elect them. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, next question. Uh, what's the Lieutenant Governor's responsibility in working with the Governor and Senate? In other words, does the Governor's agenda override the Senate or vice versa? Would you like a minute, sir? <laughs> well, you know, we all understand that someone's up here trying to look like they're Donald Trump. Well, the difference between Donald Trump and you, Mr. Beckett, is he actually knows what he's talking about. That's number one. Number two, I will tell you, as it relates to my record, this is another thing. I'm not going to state the legislators that are in the room with me, but I can tell you that as it relates to tax and revenue bills, many of those bills come through the legislature, and I have fought the amendments that have made adjustments to different tax, uh, tax policy in our state. But what happens is that you have legislators that they throw that hobo baggage on the train, and it goes with that tax cut bill. So he's hitting me over a military retirement pension tax cut that we did because it adjusted some other things. He's hitting me over the 911 reform that every county judge and every county sheriff in Arkansas wanted. And they claimed it was one of the best reforms so that we've got people that can answer the phone and come to your rescue. There's a lot of things that, that he is bringing up that simply isn't so. Never forget, the news has stated it, the largest net tax cuts in the history of our state, and I'm proud of that. Now, on that, that question. Are you two minutes? Okay. Yes. On that okay. question, you, it was about whether we would override or work with the governor on his agenda in the Senate. Who's right. in control, right? Does the governor agenda, governor's agenda override the Senate or vice versa? Well, as a senator, no. The governor has their agenda, but then the 135 legislators, especially the 35 senators, represent the people in their districts. And anyone that's been down there a long time, and the people of Arkansas can tell you, you know that the governor doesn't always get things just the way he wants it, and vice versa. We have an executive branch, we have a legislative branch, and we have the judiciary. And you have this natural give and take that is there. And I think that's healthy, because I will tell you, as a fighter, Go ask Governor Asa Hutchinson my thoughts on the Texas civil cause of action bill that suddenly the most pro-life state in, our, in America, he wouldn't support that. I asked him why he would refuse that when babies are dying 10 a day in Arkansas and we see Texas using it, we need to do it. He wouldn't do that. So I have stood up and opposed the governor head on in his office, but I work with him, friends when there's things that we can agree on. That's what it means being able to be a servant leader. You fight for your issues, but then you work on the things that you can to agree on going forward in that. So in terms of who sets that agenda and you work with, the agendas are placed out there, but the, then the legislative process commences, and it's a matter of who makes the best argument and wins that argument. I can assure you that you can trust me 
come out to jasonrapert.com, call me up. I'd be happy to take your questions and straighten out some of the misinformation you've heard tonight. Thank you, sir. Mr. Doyle Webb, does the Lieutenant Governor, um, let me get where I lost my word here, okay. Does the, the Governor's agenda override the Senate or vice versa? You know, the Lieutenant Governor is a unique individual. They are an executive branch official sitting in a legislative body, much like the Vice President. And I, as, as chairman of the state Republican Party that grew substantially during the 12 years I was chairman, I believe I have a unique ability to bring diverse sides together. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall inherit the earth. And I think that's the uniqueness of the lieutenant governor. If you have a relationship with the governor, you can counsel with the governor. You can also counsel with the Senate. Where are the weak spots? Where can we find reconciliation for what's best for the people of Arkansas? So as a, like, like Jason, like a former state senator, of course, I would always tend to support the Senate agenda. But as lieutenant governor, I would have this new role of working with the Senate and working with the governor to try and do what's best for the people of Arkansas. And I think when we lose what's best for the people of Arkansas, we have lost the purpose for us being sitting at the Capitol. And that's the most important thing in my book, is to always do that. So thank you for the question. Thank you, sir. Dr. Bradsell, same question. Well, I think if you're a moderator, if you're over the state Senate and you're trying to be the arbiter of the processes of the state Senate, then ultimately if there comes between the governor and the Senate, you have to advocate on behalf of the Senate because that's your job. Now, there's a reason we have a difference between the legislative and the executive branch. But I think it's really important, uh, you know, as lieutenant governor, that we make sure that we're using our influence to promote policies that are uh, you know, good for the, the people of Arkansas. And I want to go back a little bit to taxes and just mention this again, you know, I, again, I'm sorry to have to do this. I'm not a confrontational person. But the fact of the matter is, is that Jason Rapert is being very evasive about his record on taxes. Go to the website littlerockswamp.com and you will see the taxes that Jason Rapert has voted for, over 10 of them. And, there's, and that's just a cursory overview of his record. He's voted for hundreds of millions of taxes during his time in the Senate. And the reason this is so important is that the people of Arkansas don't need more taxes. Here's, here's a couple of things that, that the voters do need advocated for by their lieutenant governor and the other elected officials in the state of Arkansas. Number one, stop spending. Our general revenue budget right now is a billion dollars more than it was in 2015. A billion dollars more than it was in 2015. The people of Arkansas need people who will cut that budget and not expand it, like the career politicians have. And number two, we could be doing very simple things, like managing our HR departments better. We don't need an HR department in every state agency. We don't need you know, a different fleet of cars in every state agency. We don't need a bunch of real estate holdings in every state agency. We should take those different assets, manage those things better, combine them, have you know, one procurement department for the state government instead of you know, 400 for every little state agency that's out there. We can run our state government in a more lean and efficient manner, and that's what we should be doing as the people, as the state of Arkansas, under conservative leadership. That's who I am. I'm a conservative, not just socially, but also fiscally, and I will help run our state government in a more effective private sector efficient way.
Thank you, sir. <clears throat> Judge Wood, does the governor's agenda override the Senate or vice versa? I think it's the Senate because that's the people. And But I do believe that if we're the people who's putting in the governor, and they're Republican, and they're standing on principles and platform of the party, and the majority of the Senate is the same, that lieutenant governor is coming from the same, there should be a lot more uh, um, synergy in that. And it should not be one person saying, I'm going this way, even though they're saying that they are a uh, conservative Christian Republican, and the principles and the platform is very different. Um, again, the, the, again, I'm going to be siding with the Senate as lieutenant governor. However, I did say if that, that governor is standing on those platforms and those principles, then surely there should be some synergies in working through all that. I, I cannot see a, a, um, a governor saying that this is what I'm standing for, this is what I'm representing, this is the vision I have, and presenting a bill that says we're going to have abortions. Really? Well, then the Senate is saying, no, we're going to vote against that, and I'm standing with my Senate, because that's the largest of the people. All of us are voted by the people, and that's what we've been talking about in this country. You guys work for us. We, we work for you. And that's where that governor, whether it's lieutenant governor or the Senate, we have to reflect what the people want. Otherwise, they need to be screaming and getting us out. So that's my answer. Thank you, sir. Mr. Beckett, same question. Does the governor's agenda override the senator or vice versa? I'm not concerned about the senator or the governor's agenda. I'm concerned about the policies that unleash liberty, safety, and prosperity that I talked about in my opening comments. Jason talked, though, about law enforcement and how he's some big backer of the blue and all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm a former deputy prosecuting attorney right here in Little Rock, back in the 1990s. I prosecuted over 30 jury trials, half of them were murder cases, tried a death penalty case. Crime today in this city, our capital city, is out of control. It's horrible. Jason Rapert has blood on his hands. Doyle Webb's got blood on his hands for loading up all these rhinos in the legislature that are soft on crime. It's still the same sentencing guidelines I prosecuted under back in the 90s is what we have in place today. Nobody's toughened them up. Nobody's strengthened them up. You commit a crime, you're generally going to do about a quarter of your time. That's a joke, especially when it comes to violent crime. You talk about a tax credit. Hey, I've got a lot better idea. How about let's have every sworn law enforcement officer be exempt from paying state income tax forever. And with all the overtime, sir, in the back, I bet you work a lot of overtime. With the overtime that you work here in a city like Little Rock, <laughs> you're going to put about six, seven, eight thousand dollars in your pocket that you can help your family with. That's a real boost for backing the blue right there. More jail beds. Finally, in the eighth year of the Hutchinson Beebe administration, we finally add some jail beds, some prison beds. Finally, way too late. So that's where I stand on law enforcement. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, next question. Should the lieutenant governor promote their own agenda, for instance? And, and by the way, I, I, I wanted to, to mention that the, the first seven questions were those sent in by the listeners. This one is um, um, from the mind of Dave Ellswick. So, so this, is, this is his question. Should the lieutenant governor promote their own agenda, for instance, 
Bill Halter was instrumental in the lottery coming to Arkansas. Should he have used his position to promote that item? Senator Raper. Do I get two minutes for two different attacks? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. One minute, sir. Well, Use a double barrel. Well, I, I would I just say on this, and, and this is interesting. You know there's no saying when you're taking on flack, you know you're over the target. I know where I'm at in this race, and the people of Arkansas know that as well. Go ask the sheriffs. Go ask the, the chiefs of police association in this state where Jason Rapert has been. I would even have you ask my colleagues on that. And I'm not up here to talk about all the awards they've given me, but you know what? I'm proud that the Chiefs of Police Association gave me an award for my stance. I don't think they gave you one, sir. And as far as transparency is concerned here, I will say this. Come and talk to me about my record. You, you, anybody can throw up a website and try to smear someone, but I know what my record is. I think we're at the end. Okay. Your two minutes uh, begin. Should the lieutenant governor promote their own agenda, for instance? Bill Halter was instrumental in the lottery coming to Arkansas. Should he have used his position to promote that item? I think that you can be an advocate. I'm going to say before I answer that also on transparency. And I know that uh, Surgeon General has attacked me a little bit here tonight. Well, here's some transparency. He said that he doesn't get any retirement benefits, that he doesn't get any perks or anything being Surgeon General. It's a part-time position that he's paid $173,000 for. And we don't vote on that budget like he said. That's something else that he didn't know. It's a contract. We don't vote on a budget for the Surgeon General. That's a contract through the Department of Health. And by the way, I didn't see him down there fighting with us against these mandates. I was one of a few in the Senate that stood in fault to make sure. They should have never threatened anybody losing their job just because they didn't want to take an injection or a jab. It was wrong. As far as that agenda, it just so happens that the Attorney General Rutledge, she said she was going to run an amendment to take our income tax to zero, which I support. Guess what? She's done nothing with that. So what have I done? We passed in the legislature the Religious Freedom Amendment that will be on your ballots in November of 22. So as for people that make promises they're going to do something, I keep my promises. She hasn't kept her promises. Folks, you know that we're in a situation where they're always trying to take people down. And I hate that part of politics because I truly love people. I even have respect for people that are my opponents. I've done that all the time in the Senate. I guarantee you this. You'll never have anybody that's going to work harder for you. And I can assure you, you're not going to have anybody that's going to fight harder than I will for you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Dora Webb, should the lieutenant governor promote items like uh, the lottery uh, in his position as lieutenant governor? I opposed the lottery. I oppose it today. I think it costs more than it benefits. And I think it was the wrong direction for the state of Arkansas. If I were to propose anything, it would certainly be to promote and propose a broader school choice program for the children and parents of Arkansas. Because I think that education is what moves Arkansas forward. It's what moves any state forward. And we must expand 
the, the role that has been started, the bill that was started. You know, when I was chairman, I would advocate for school choice. And a matter of fact, one of the legislators in the House went to the floor and said, I'm not going to vote for what the chairman of the party wants me to vote for. I am public school oriented. I am against school choice. So school choice would be my issue. But remember, Life, liberty, and lower taxes. If it meets those three criteria, I will strongly be on the front line working to develop that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Dr. Bledsoe, should the lieutenant governor promote his own agenda? Do I get my minute? If you wish, sir. <laughs> I would like to have my minute. So regarding what uh, Jason Raper said about the Surgeon General position, uh, he's correct about the salary, but I don't have anything to do with that. Uh, the salary of the Surgeon General office is set years, years before. It's the same salary my predecessor got, and it's voted on every single year by the legislature. So if Jason Raper has a problem with my salary, he needs to ask himself why he voted for it 10 years in a row. That's point number one. Point number two, I'm one of the only public health officials in the country who spoke out against the vaccine mandates, against the lockdowns, and if you don't believe me, there's an article you can Google, Arkansas health officials differed. Arkansas health officials differed. It was in October of 2020, six months into the pandemic, and it was based on emails and on texts that were foiled by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I was pushing back against the lockdowns in March and April of 2020. Um, is that my time on that, my one minute? <laughs> okay, what's the question again, Alan? The question is, should the um, lieutenant governor promote his own agenda like uh, the lottery uh, was by Bill Halter? Well, I, I agree with Doyle. I'm against the lottery. You shouldn't be promoting your own agenda, I don't think. I think you need to be doing what the lieutenant governor job says, which is managing the Senate and also, uh, you know, stepping in for the governor when necessary. I do think that you need to speak out on certain issues, which is why I have spoken out as Surgeon General about things that, are, that have been important to me. And also, one other thing I want to say about the vaccine mandates, you know, Jason is right. I wasn't at the Capitol during the vaccine mandate debate, and the reason for that is that I was in the emergency department. I was in the emergency department uh, taking care of patients, mainly COVID patients, like I was doing through the whole pandemic. Folks, listen, it's a, it's a really sobering thing when you're the guy who's putting people on the ventilator. It's a really sobering thing when you're the guy who's going out and telling people that their loved ones are dead. And that's something that I carry with me every day. I take my job, first and foremost, as a physician really seriously. But when I looked at the issue on the vaccine mandates, I felt very strongly that well, while I was vaccinated, my family's vaccinated, we shouldn't be forcing anyone to have a vaccine. That's something between a physician and a patient, period. Full stop. The government doesn't need to be involved in that decision. And I stand by that, and I've stood by it from the beginning. So I, I think I've answered the question about the Senate, and I wanted to clarify that one issue. But thanks very much. Judge Wood, as Lieutenant Governor, would you push your own agenda like items like a lottery? No, not necessarily push my own agenda, but definitely be a promoter and advocate for those type of items, such as, again, economic development all around the state, working with AEDC and the governor, because I would imagine that the governor will be talking about infrastructure, economic development, helping entrepreneurs grow in the state of Arkansas, bring business to the state of Arkansas. So I definitely would be an advocate and a promoter of that. Education, we all agree that we need to have choice, and we are long due to the legislature's state on that, I will be uh, a champion of being out there and speaking to and speaking up for school choice. Uh, 
children. We got to do something with our foster care and our, uh, our adoption and our DHS. I come out of that system, uh, and so I definitely want to make sure that I'm out there visiting and promoting and doing all I can to, to get more nonprofits and churches, not necessarily government being the one that spends all their time in that. And then lastly, our veterans. Again, I'm a big supporter of our veterans, and I would imagine and hope that our governor would be really speaking to us, speaking up for those veterans and their families, uh, and I definitely would be out there promoting and supporting that. So not my own agenda, but definitely supporting those big ones because I think around the state of Arkansas, those are the four things that all counties are wanting to see, the people in those counties. Are we doing more of our economic development, driving, promoting, and developing our children with choice, as well as uh, our veterans and support, as well as our children, sex trafficking, drug trafficking, our children in the foster system, how do we do better? Uh, and that's what I'll be out promoting. Thank you, sir. Mr. Vega, same question. Repeat the question. Of course. Sorry. Uh, should the lieutenant governor promote their own agenda? For instance, Bill Halter was instrumental in the lottery coming to Arkansas. Should he have used his position to promote that item? Yeah, so my agenda is going to be our agenda, Arkansas's agenda, those eight items that I mentioned in my opening statement. If we do those things, we'll unleash liberty, safety, and prosperity like never before in this state. But I, I got to make a point on what, uh, what Doyle said about school choice. He was chairman of the party for 12 years. He loaded up our legislature with a whole bunch of rhinos. And the best those rhinos could do is out of 473,000 school children, K-12 school children, only 800 could have made available to them school choice. 800 out of 473,000 plus. How about going to the mat, coming out full-throated for that issue or many other issues that he never came, went to the mat for and came out full-throated? You want to get rid of CRT and K-12? through You want to get rid of all the trans stuff and all that crap that's swirling around in, in K-12 through schools? School choice will stop that in its tracks. And talk about a litmus test for a big government Republican like Jason Rapert. Arkansas PBS created in 1970 by Democrats. Why have we not cut it in the last 10 years that we've held control of this state government? Why? 27.5 million voted for this year, Jason, for, for the Marxist viewing Arkansas PBS. If we can't cut that, what can we cut? Thank you. Thank you. And Okay. Can he, can he have a minute before yeah. closing comments? Okay. Senator Rayford, uh, closing comments, sir. And before that, if you wish a minute, it's yours. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what. I wish you would tell that old boy that's always talking about Jason Rayford getting rid of Big Bird that you don't think that I stand up for conservatism. Uh, we all know what this has been about and these attacks. I expect them. I do find it troubling, though, when people get up and say that they're Christians then they will say false things. I could get into some other things right now, but this is not what you came for. You come to hear about who we are, what we will do for you, how we will stand up for you, and our experience and ability to serve as lieutenant governor. 
And I'm happy to answer any question. I've always done that. And you might want to tell the American atheists and all of the leftists that I'm suddenly this big government Republican progressive because they hate me and I'm the only legislator in America being sued by the American atheists in federal court because I fight for what the people of Arkansas believe in. Closing statement. Closing statement, sir. I appreciate all of you for coming out here tonight. You know who I am. You know my record on life. I passed the nation's first heartbeat bill in 2013. And now guess what? Texas tweaked that with the civil cause of action, and we are saving babies' lives in Texas as it never has been done before. Leslie Rutledge sent her attorneys to fight the Texas civil cause of action in your legislature just in the past two weeks. You can't say you're pro-life and then refuse to pick up a tool that will save babies' lives and use that. You know my record. You know my heart. I'm the president of the National Association of Christian Lawmakers. We now have 26 states with state representatives and state senators that are standing up for Judeo-Christian values across the country. I know how to work not only at the state level, but across the country with people to get things done. I invite you to come to my website, to jasonraper.com. I invite you to come to the events where I can talk with you. Send me your questions. Anybody can throw out attacks when they're just trying to tear somebody down. But I always said in business, and I'm one of the few people up here that have created jobs, actually, I always said if all I've got to tell you is how bad the guy is down the street and never tell you what I can do for you, what have you gained? So, yeah, we, we, we point out things about people when we're trying to gain advantage over them. But you know what? I've got a life. I've got a job. I've got businesses, and I'm fulfilled in being the person that God made me to be. And if the people of Arkansas want somebody that will be honest with you and fight for you, I believe I fit that bill for you. God bless you. Thanks for coming here tonight. And I look forward to the election May 24th. Thank you, sir. Mr. Webb, closing comments, sir. Well, this has been enjoyable. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've learned something about each one of the candidates here. One of them lives in an alternate universe. We won't talk about that, okay? But let me tell you, if you want a tested lieutenant governor who served with one of the best lieutenant governors we've had in this state's history, I'm your man. We can't elect a new governor and have a new lieutenant governor that has to be trained on the job. You need someone who is settled, who has uh, done 12 budgets, balanced budgets at the state party, had 12 clean audits, changed the election laws of Arkansas. During our majority, we have passed 44 bills to protect babies in the womb in Arkansas. That would not have happened. Our agenda would not have occurred had we not become the reddest state in the union. I will always carry that forward. I will always be a good advocate, a good uh, individual to work with the governor. My agenda will not be the important agenda. It will be the governor's agenda. You have my word. I will be a full-time lieutenant governor. You'll be able to find me in the chair. I will also be serving as lieutenant governor and not using the office to run for another office. I will serve the office, the office will not serve me. And with God as my protector, I will protect my life, my fortune, and my sacred honor. 
so help me God. Thank you, sir. Dr. Brett, sir, closing remarks, sir? Well, thanks, everyone, for having us. This has been really enjoyable. I appreciate Jason's uh, recommendation and, and call to Christian integrity. I think that's really important. And all I'll say to that is just if, if people have doubts about what I've said or what any other candidate up here has said, just do your own research. Look at the websites. You know, look, pull the voting records. And I think it will become very obvious who's being honest and who isn't being honest. But I'll just say this in closing. A few uh, months ago, I was in a little town giving a talk, and uh, an elderly lady raised her hand, and she said, Dr. Bledsoe, why on earth are you doing this? <laughs> and I said, well, that's a great question. I said, it's not because I need a job. It's not because I'm bored. It's not because I don't like being a physician or I don't like taking care of patients. I love all those things. The reason I'm doing this, the reason I'm running for office, is because I love the state of Arkansas. I love the state of Arkansas, and I love this country. And, folks, we could be doing better. We could be doing better. We need to put people in these offices who aren't career politicians. The founders of our country never set the system up like this to have career politicians in office, okay? We can do better. We need to get people, normal Arkansas people, in these offices so that we can get about doing the work of the people of Arkansas. And I just want to say again, thanks to everyone who's listening on the radio, who's watching on Facebook, and who's here tonight. We appreciate your attention, and we appreciate so much your involvement in this voting process, because that's how we get good people elected. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, sir. Judge Joseph Woods, your closing remarks, sir. Agape Church in Ellswick. Um, Appreciate you, Alan. Appreciate you guys for having us. This whole thing and my, my whole mission has been about fighting for what's possible. That's been my mantra. That's my tagline. That's what I'm fighting for, fighting for what's possible in Arkansas. Many of you guys know my story. I was found in the streets. I was found in the box in the streets of Chicago, uh, taken to an orphanage, snow and ice, and supposed to freeze, and, uh, but I was adopted at 10 years old. And we go on and fight in the streets of Chicago, started a uh, youth services group to, to keep people and kids in the community from the gangs and the drugs, uh, came to Arkansas and started fighting there. I became vice chair of the Republican Party in Washington County, went on to become the treasurer for the party, was working for Walmart, fighting to bring people to this area. Nobody wanted to come to Arkansas because we didn't have what we're starting to see and grow in Northwest Arkansas. Then I became the Deputy Secretary of State with the first Republican since Reconstruction, fighting for a change our election processes, fighting to bring entrepreneurs and business to the state of Arkansas. Now as county judge, fighting for our veterans, fighting to reduce budgets. I'm really looking to be Lieutenant Governor so I can continue to fight for what's possible for all of our Kansans, all our Kansans across this state. I look for your support. I ask for your vote. Lieutenant Governor uh, for Arkansas is my website, Lieutenant Governor uh, Joseph Wood for Lieutenant Governors. Our Facebook kind of see our events and what we're doing. Ask for your vote, ask for your support, ask for your prayers. Appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, sir. Mr. Beckett, closing remarks, sir. Alan, thank you so much for your moderation tonight. Dave, thank you for getting this uh, put together. And 101.1, uh, the answer, thank you. Agape Church, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here this evening. Um, I laid out my vision for Arkansas in my opening statement. I laid out those eight issues that I think are crucial to unleashing liberty, safety, and prosperity for every Arkansan in this state. But I hope you heard tonight what wasn't said by other candidates. 
We didn't talk about the 120,000 illegal aliens in this state that take Arkansas lives, jobs, depressed wages, cost you and I, the taxpayers, over $450 million a year. That wasn't talked about. We didn't talk about really the crime, the horrible, awful crime in this state, Little Rock and Pine Bluff and Northwest Arkansas with the illegal alien crime. No, no. I, I touched on those issues, but nobody else talked about them. That's what I'm talking about when we have 30% Republicans, Mitch McConnell Republicans, rhinos in this state, in this state government. We've got to, we can't keep electing these people. They haven't gotten the job done the last eight to 10 years. I'll get the job done. I'll get the job finished. I'll play for keeps and we'll get this handled. We'll get this done. I appreciate you being here tonight. You're the grassroots supporter of this party, the backbone. I'm just so saddened that over the last eight to ten years, you've been betrayed. You've been betrayed by rhinos and 30% Republicans and Mitch McConnell Republicans who failed to get these things done. I will not fail you. I will not fail you. Go to BeckettForArkansas.com. Follow me on Twitter. It's always lively like it is here. It's lively on Twitter, too. But follow me uh, on Twitter. Thank you for being here tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for your participation. Thanks for, um, thanks for being here. All right, just a few things before we uh, call it an evening. First, thank you, Alan, for making us, giving us the time to ask these questions. <laughs> it's been an interesting evening. Did you all enjoy it? All right. Like I said, I've been wanting to do this for 20 years. I will, I'll be honest with you, a little bit more give and take than what I expected tonight. But it was a good, a very good uh, time, uh, I think, had by, by all, to all of you watching on Facebook, everybody listening on the radio, thank you. I want to thank our sponsors, Americans for Prosperity. Remember their new Believe in Arkansas podcast, Pat Davis, your health plan man. Mulinex Law Firm and Hollinger Tax Resolution. We want to thank every one of those sponsors for making tonight possible. One more round of applause for our candidates, please. So with that said, it's time to call it an evening. I thank you very much for attending again to Agape Church. Thank you all for the, the hard work you put into uh, make this happen. Yes, Alan. Yeah, next, uh, the next one coming up, April 7th, that should be a barn burner, as uh, Tim Griffin and Mr. Jones will be here to talk about what their visions are for Attorney General here in the state of Arkansas. Thanks for coming, everybody. I'm Dave Ellswick. We'll go back to our regular scheduled programming at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Thank you for joining us tonight for the first town hall for this 2022 election cycle. The next 101.1 FM The Answer Town Hall will be Thursday, April 7th for the primary dealing with the candidates for Arkansas Attorney General. Until then, 101.1 FM The Answer wishes you a pleasant good night.